find out what you hate to do. Find out what, and, and if you can focus on the things that you love to do, then you will be much more happier, much more productive on those things. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. We have a special episode live from Park City, Utah at the Go Abundance event. And I have an awesome guest to share with you today. We're going to talk about some really cool stuff. His name is John Huber family man, traveling man, businessman. He's graduated from Rowan University with a degree in management and information systems, acquired a real estate license, when in college, began working as an agent even before graduating. Calls himself a self-proclaimed techie, which I resonate with for sure. Used his formal training in database coding and analytics to give him a competitive edge in real estate. He's got a portfolio of 126 units spanning both coasts from LA to South Florida. So many amazing things he's doing. We're going to talk about something that a lot of you are going to relate to. It's working remote. We know that the world has changed because of COVID, and he's going to give you some tips and strategies, how to manage working remote and all that entails. John, welcome to Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Richard. Happy to be here. Yeah, so we're going to fun. So uh, we did a little bit about your bio, but what the bios never capture is people's why, people's superhero origin story. Let's hop on the time machine. Tell me a little bit about what puts you on the path you're on and why you do what you do. Well, um, why I do what I do, if if we're going back in time, um, it would probably be, I come from a real estate family. um, So I was, it was no surprise that I was able to get into real estate. Um, When the market crashed in 2007, I was too young to really have a, uh, a clientele to withstand that crash. So I fell back on my degree, which was uh, management of information systems, just like computer science. And I became a coder and a data geek. And I was living in the big cities, did the New York thing, did the Los Angeles thing. And um, then I decided to get back into real estate, but as an investor. So um, got involved in real estate, purchased in Los Angeles, started buying across the country. Um, moved to South Florida to be closer to my investments. But the why really happened. That's actually why I started doing what I do. But why I continue to do what I do, it's got to be my family. Um, Wife, kids, I want to spend as much time with them as I can. I don't want to be locked in a nine to five office where I get to see my kids two hours a day and then they go to bed. You know, I don't want, uh, you know, the teachers and um, you know, the, the schools and the daycares to spend more time with my kids than I do. Um, so I really enjoy being uh, a really active, hands-on dad. So I think that's that's my why. And you said that kind of evolved. So was there a point in time where you were working tons of hours and you're like, enough is enough. I really need to ship things to be with my family. 
Um, yeah, I think everybody has that revelation, right? And I struggle with the work-life balance just like everybody, you know, and it goes in roller coasters, right? I was working 100-hour work weeks at one point, and then I was like, I got to scale it back. And then I scale it back to 20 hours a week, and I'm like, ah, I'm not being productive enough. And, uh, you know, and then I scale it back. And so it's, it's, it is a constant struggle, especially with me, because I'm, I, I tend to be an extreme person. So if I'm really, if I'm really excited about a project, I have no problems working 100-hour weeks, sleeping in my office, doing everything that I need to do to get something done. Um, and at the same time, if I mentally check out from that, I have no problem, you know, spending, you know, as much time as I can with my family, traveling the world, you know, doing whatever I can to disconnect from that project. Um, and, you know, I it is a struggle with the work-life balance, but you know what? I think that there was never ever one event that happened that said, you know what, this is it. I think it's multiple small events that lead me to scale it back when I need to. I get that. And, and so, you know, I, I read your, your kind of tagline, family man, traveling man, businessman. How do you reconcile traveling man with family man? Um, well, I bring the kids with me. Uh, there, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I recently hit my 40th country uh, with my family and I did it right before my 40th birthday. I wanted to hit 40 countries before I turned 40 and we went to Panama, brought the kids, um, you know, was there for, for, for a nice long weekend and, yeah, th- and I want them to be exposed to different cultures. I want them to see different things. I don't want to get them toys that, you know, the, what is, what is my kid going to do with, you know, one more dinosaur? You know, I want them to go to Turkey for five, six weeks, like we did last year. I want them to go to, you know, you know, where, wherever we want to take them. I want them to experience that because I think that that's going to resonate with them more than another doll or another dinosaur. So tell us how many kids do you have and how old are they? I have two kids. I have a four-year-old girl and I have a three-year-old boy. My four-year-old girl is going to be five next month. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just super excited about them. I mean, they're, they're amazing kids and I'm going to do my best to make them amazing adults. That's awesome. And so, you know, I I know they're pretty young, but what kind of feedback have you gotten from them about their kind of nomadic lifestyle with you? Well, it's kind of cool because they'll say something and they'll be like, can we go to Sweden next month? And I'm like, (laughs) what four-year-old says that, you know, (laughs) you know, and she said, but, but this is the thing. So she was watching some program on TV and they showed the Great Wall of China. And she said, I want to go see the Great Wall of China. And I was like, that's so awesome that my kids now have this, they, they now see something and they realize, hey, I can actually go do that. It's not like, oh, I want to see a replica of that. It's like, no, I want to actually go there and I want to do that. So I think that that's really awesome that they have the mindset of, I see something and I can go do it. I mean, obviously, you know, with our help, but, you know, that's the feedback that I've gotten. Um, And I I think that is the most important thing because mindset is everything. If you don't have the mindset, you don't, you're not going to achieve anything. And, and I'm grooming my kids now, uh, you know, the way that I feel that I was groomed growing up by my family. Uh, but I'm grooming them to have that mindset that anything is possible. If you see it, you can do it. And as they get it to grade school level, do you intend to virtual school them? No, I, I want them to, I believe that public school is really important. I think that you need to be exposed to a lot of different people. You need to have that social skill 
that allows you to be able to talk with anybody. Um, I want them to be involved in sports. I want them to be involved in clubs. Um, you know, a lot of the friends that I have to this day are as a result of that. So I want them to be involved in public school. <clears throat> also, the public school that is right next to us is actually a great school. So I, I want to take advantage of that. Um, but what we're going to do now is we're going to do, you know, we'll take a, a week off here and there throughout the year. But we're going to do, you know, we'll be going from, you know, May to the end of August every year. Awesome. And so, you know, we were talking a little bit before we hit the red button here. And you mentioned that you are 100% remote. And so COVID has changed the way we do business in the world probably forever. And I think we can agree that this is probably here to stay in some form. So I think that's really interesting because a lot of people struggle with being 100% remote in a number of ways. They struggle with the lack of meaningful social in-person communication. They struggle with task management. They struggle with being on calls and, and being efficient while your children are running in the room and wanting your attention. So you've developed some systems that have enabled you to be really effective, be 100% remote, and still be that family man and be present. I'd love for you to take us through how you developed that and, and what kind of tools that people can implement who are listening to this right now in their lives. Yeah, I, I definitely have. And, and I think systems are, are important for, for any, any walk of life, any, any business that you're in, you need systems and you need discipline. That's really it, those two things. And uh, mine has been a work in progress because my lifestyle has been adapting and it's always going to be um, an art, more of an art than a science. Um, so the first thing is you need to be able to block time. You have to be able to block time to be able to get things done, whether it's two hour blocks, one hour blocks. You know, if, if people have, um, you know, severe attention uh, issues, then maybe that's 30 minute blocks and then you take a 15 minute break, 30 minute block, whatever works for that person, you have to find that balance. Now, the, the, the systems that are in place is, yeah, I'm hundred percent remote. I have, you know, the portable monitors, I got the laptops, I got the wireless, you know, I have to be able to, uh, function. Uh, that's from like a technical standpoint. Um, but you know, because wherever I am, I need to have my workspace, you know, whatever country I'm in, I need, you know, I need that. Um, and the, the time, being, I'm a slave to my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, if it's not written down, I won't, it won't get done. And that, I think, has given me the accountability of getting the things done that I need to get done. Also, um, I think that I eased into it. So pre-COVID, I would take a couple weeks off at a time and travel. And then when issues would pop up, when issues pop up, you got to create a system around it so that you are not the bottleneck. You are not the go-to person. You have to put a team in place. And if that means cost, if that costs you a little bit of money, then it costs you a little bit of money. Um, because like I'm working on different projects right now. And if I need a project manager, because I did not want to be the go-to guy to make decisions. I don't want to be the guy that's writing the checks. So I set up, I, I empowered a guy. He makes 5% of whatever that project is worth you know, if it's a, a rehab or, or whatever it is. And, you know, he keeps the timeline on schedule. He keeps everything moving. He sends me pictures. He writes the checks and it costs me 5%. But you know what? If I did not have that person in place, it would probably cost me more than 5% because, you know, how many budgets actually stay on budget, right? So it, it's worth it for me, but it, it, it's, it's worth it for me financially, but it's also worth it for me from a peace of mind standpoint because it's one less thing that I have to worry about. You know, they talk about, uh, what, decision fatigue, and that's why uh, Steve Jobs and uh, 
Zuckerberg wear the same outfit every day because it's one less thing to make a decision on. And that's a real thing, decision fatigue. Like, I, I don't want to have to make these decisions. And to be honest, I'm indifferent to whatever the outcome is. As long as it looks good, I'm good with it. So, you know, whether it's, whether it's you know, agreeable gray or gauntlet gray, like, could I care less? <laughs> you know, I, I don't. So it, it, that's, these are the things that I don't want to have to deal with. And I've, I, you have to empower the people around you. You have to set up a team so that everybody knows what they're doing. And, you know, then you just manage the people as opposed to managing the actual process. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. I think you said something interesting, and you know, obviously not everybody listening to this is going to be rehabbing houses, but there's so many opportunities to bring in people, even virtually. You know, and VAs out of the Philippines, for example, has become so popular, but it's because the average business owner can afford to do that and then have more time to leverage with what they're doing. So I think there's, what, but what you said is have somebody else kind of the big overseer, which is a really good idea. Yeah. And one of the things is you need to document your process so that anyone could come in, follow the documentation and know what they're doing. I love VAs. I have multiple VAs. I got my VAs off of Fiverr. Um, you know, I just paid them to do a couple tasks and they did great. And then I paid them to do a couple other tasks and then they were great. And I'm like, Hey, why don't we just put you on a retainer? And then you just do stuff for me, you know, they, and they are great, you know, and, and I always thought that I had to be the guy to do the task. No one's going to do it better than me. No one cares about this process more than I do. Uh, that's a load of crap because these guys are great at what they do and this is all they do. So, you know, when I need to get uh, research done on a project, if I'm looking to expand into a different geographic location and I need research done, I need you guys to, hey, take these addresses, cross-reference them, Secretary of State, look at this website, you know, tell me what's going on here. These guys are great and they're doing it in my sleep and I'm paying them you know, a minimal amount of money and the value that they bring me. And don't get me wrong. I went through a bunch of VAs and it is trial and error. Um, but I have a core set of three or four guys that I use for a bunch of things. Firm believer of Fiverr. If, if you've never been on Fiverr, I, I recommend it. You know, TaskRabbit is, is another one that you can get some. Uh, Upwork is a great one for, for VAs. I hear uh, I've never used that, but uh, I've only been on Fiverr. And I, I, I have to tell you that these guys are now uh, a necessity for my business. Awesome. So hire VAs, block time religiously in your calendar. What are some of the other things that, that you do to put them in place? Find out what you don't want to do. Find out what you hate to do. And I found out that, you know, I, I'm not going to go through the list of the things that I hate to do, but it was a pretty lengthy list. And I was like, you know what, if I could just get somebody to do this one task, I would free up so much time. And it's actually only like a 15 minute or 20 minute task, but it would take me over an hour because first off I had to psych myself up to do it. Then I had to like 
actually do the task and it would take me longer than it would take somebody else that's an expert in that field. So find out what you hate to do. Find out what, and, and if you can focus on the things that you love to do, then you will be much more happier, much more productive on those things. I think that's awesome. And one of the most important things is that people, it's sometimes not even what you hate to do. You might like it, but it's just not in your skill set, and it's not your best use of time. Yeah, I'm a big believer on highest and best use. Like when it comes to my properties, I have 126 units right now. I hate, and I'm 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 okay using the word. I hate property management. I don't want to screen tenants. I don't want to pick up the phone when the toilet's not working. I don't want to be the guy that's saying, "Oh, you can't park here." Like I don't want to be that guy. It, my highest and best use is not doing that. My highest and best use is finding my next deal. So that I think people really need to figure out what their highest and best use is of their time. And if, and if you are lacking in a severe skill set, then find somebody that you can partner with. I have partners. I have, I have multiple partners and we divide and conquer. I hate dealing with attorneys and I hate dealing with investors because, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm the expert in my field. You got your money doing something other than real estate. If you want to invest in real estate, you know, like let me do my job. I'll let you do, I don't, I don't tell you how to run your practice. So things like that. And, 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 but I, you know, obviously I don't have that, uh, you know, I, I have guys that are much better at communicating that than I am. So that's why, uh, maybe I partner with them and they take care of that. And I take care of the real estate side. So if there is something that you are lacking in, find somebody to complement your skill set. That's awesome. And, uh, give me one more, give me one more awesome tool and system that you put in place to work remotely and manage your life. I think, the, and, and this is what I will say is just go and do it. You want to spend a month in Venice, Italy? Just go. Wait for the problems to happen. Something's going to happen. There's going to be problems. And you may try to think that, oh, I fixed every bottleneck. Nothing relies with me. Go. Go to, go to Venice, Italy for a month and see what happens. What's the worst that happens? You got to fly back. That's not a big deal. Just go. Go live your life. Stop living in fear. Because I talk to a lot of people that want to do what I'm doing. They're like, oh my God, I wish I could take, you can, yes, you can, but do it, go out and do it because life is too short. You know, especially with COVID, COVID, COVID showed us exactly how short life can be. We have no idea when the next black swan event's going to happen and just shut down this world. You know, and now I have, a, I hear a lot of people that are like, oh my God, I wish I went to whatever country and it'll never be the same because it's like, well, you know what? You could have, you could have, if you just went up, you bought the plane ticket and you just went. People just need to take action. They have to actually do the thing because you're never going to know if your system's going to work or not until you actually go. So I hear a lot of people that are just like, I don't know if my system's going to work. I think I did this. I think I did everything right. Everyone knows it. It's like, all right, well then what's stopping you from going? Oh, I don't know. All right, well just go, just go and do it and, and, and do the thing, live your life. So that's, if I could say anything, go and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? Awesome. Short and sweet today. Uh, we are at time, John. I wish we had more, but I want to ask you a question that I ask everybody who comes on this show. What is your biggest help in that one most important piece of information you'd like to share with people listening to our conversation today? Live your life by design. And what I mean by that is figure out the lifestyle that you want. Figure out exactly what you want. I wanted to be 100% remote traveling the world with my kids, with my family, and, and then and working wherever I was. Find out the life that you want and then work yourself backwards. 
What do I need to do to become that person? If I want to be that person that does whatever I wanted to do, what job do I need to have? What skills do I need to have? What team do I need around me? What systems do I need in place? And then work on that and then strive to live your life by design. Awesome. Tell us where people can learn more about you online. Uh, my handle anywhere is John the Traveling Investor. That's J-O-N, not J-O-H-N, J-O-N the Traveling Investor. Awesome. And we'll have links to everything John Huber at the show notes in the dailyhelping.com. Well, John, this was short, sweet, but awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Dr. Richard. Loved it. Absolutely. And I want to thank each and every one of you who tuned into this episode. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Apple Podcasts because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.